0: coming up on face for radio hello. hello hello hi hi can you hear me now yeah i can But we cursed this recording is going to be substantially
1: harder to edit it is. <laughs> yeah, it is
0: and it was welcome back to face for radio the show where we edit our way through dodgy lockdown internet connections and that is not a motto that i think will catch on anytime soon welcome to episode six and our final conversation about phobias we know you guys have been really enjoying this topic, so please, please show this episode some love, if you can. So sit back and relax as Ruben takes you through his phobias, the phobias of a world-class tennis player, and hear what our first guest on the show has to say for herself. Don't go anywhere, and I'll see you in a bit. Adios.
1: Ruben, tell us your phobias or else. Oh, good heavens. Okay, you want to hear my phobias? Yes. Um, oh, cool. I I, I I do have a phobia, and it does affect my life. Whoa! Real deep. Like I have, I have panic attacks and stuff because of it. Okay. I mean, that's not the only reason I have panic attacks. I have lots of reasons for panic attacks. Can I take back my my whoa reaction and make it a, a sad reaction? No, that's fine. I'll I'll, I'll take a whoa.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Whoa. Wow. Um, I'm a theatre man. I can do this. So my phobia that I have is um Oh, I
2: know this. I know this. Can
1: I answer it, please. Um, <laughs> please. <laughs> Some do you want to guess first if Scott knows it? Nuff off. <laughs> 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 <one thing> <laughs> really, it's the one thing in this
2: entire conversation, apart from phobophobia, that I've actually had a decent idea what it is. Okay, that okay, mananis, okay. But still. I was going to say banana phobia.
1: <laughs> Tell me what it was again. It's spexophobia. I'm going to let Scott answer it because he's so excited. Should I? Do I answer it? Is that what we're doing? No. <laughs> no, let's, let, let, let Scott answer it. He's so passionate. Boo. <laughs> now I'm second guessing. <laughs> is it... Is it a fear of wasps? It's a fear of wasps. Yes! Yay.
2: Yay! How did you know that one, Scott? I don't know. I just I think I've mentioned Ruben say he doesn't like wasps. So just thought it must be that
1: Brilliant. Yeah, um, I didn't really research this one properly because I wasn't sure if we'd get onto it. This is gonna be like a backup one. Um all I've got written down is um caused by wasps being <laughs> um that's all I've got. <laughs> <on> his, um, <laughs> The God's sake! <laughs> so, Some and it's true. <laughs> um, and and an example is that's gonna be funnier though, isn't it? It's like caused <laughs> by wasps being. <laughs> beep. Um. So it's it's a branch of entomophobia, which is a fear of insects. Okay. And um, yeah, genuinely. Oh, I can't I can't hack being near wasps. If I hear a fly, if I hear buzzing, I freak out in case it's a wasp. Yeah. Recently, well, I'm trying to. Th- if you go, if we go all the way back to summer last year, uh, my my parents were in Anglesey, uh-huh. and um, I was uh, in the kit. I was about to feed the cat. I was about to feed the cat. I went through to where the cat's bowl is and stuff, and there was a wasp there. I dropped the cat's food, and I ran out of the house. <laughs> oh, a cat's a cat. A cat is a cat, and that wasp was a wasp. Um, <laughs> and then I, I, I ran upstairs, and there was another wasp in the bathroom. And I was, like, nearly crying. It was horrible. And then I, I rang up my parents, and I was like, how do I deal... I'm, I'm getting a bit, like, oh. And then I rang my parents, and I was like, how do I deal with a wasp being in here? And they were like, well, we've got a kind of raid wasp killer somewhere. And I was like, where is it? And they were like, in the utility room. And I was like, that's where the wasp is.
0: How did you run up the stairs after you ran out the house? I
1: ran out the house, sort of had a breather. And I was like, right, okay, I'm going to go back into the house. I'll check upstairs to see if there's, like, wasp propellant up there. I'm not sure if it was the same wasp, because then when I opened the door to the utility room, the wasp was no longer in there, so it might be the same one had headed up to the bathroom.
0: Oh, Ruben, I've got a story for you. Have you? I've got two stories for you, actually. Go on, then.
2: Sam planted the wasp in your
0: house. <laughs> Sam, if that's true, I will actually kill you. So, okay, well, if we want three stories, then the first one is that I planted it in your house. Cool. And And I hate to say this. But also, like, if there was, like, two wasps in your house, there's probably, like, a nest and it's probably in your bedroom. Um, no. (laughs) The first story is, I'm not, my memory is playing tricks on me and I can't remember entirely who. I think it might have been my uncle uh, once swallowed a wasp because it had landed in his drink and he didn't realise. And it, like, stung all the way down his throat and into his stomach. Uh Oh. That was the whole story. And then the second story was, um, so last week I was in the Lake District with Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Were you? And we were walking uh, next to Derwent Water, and we were just walking through a field, and we decided to, we'd have a break and stop and sit on one of the, there's like a, a boulder-type thing next to the path. Yeah. So we, like, perched on it, sat down to have a drink, and I started hearing this buzzing, which now I'm guessing would trigger you a lot. But, you know, when, when you hear a buzz, and you kind of just, like, you like, move away from it and, like, waft, and it goes away. Mm-hmm. Well, this one didn't. And it was, like, the same volume, and I couldn't understand, and I, like, moved either way, and it was still there. And I was like, Caitlin, is there, like, a wasp flying around me? And I turned around, and this wasp had sat in my fringe. Oh, my like, God. Like, like, my hair dangling, dangling over my ear. And, it lo- and basically, what I think is, it had got stuck in my hair wax... And it was just, like, sitting, hovering over my ear. I was like, nope, and just sprinted. <laughs> and Caitlin, like, followed me with the bags.
1: <laughs> I'd recommend wearing less hair wax.
2: No, the, the thing is, though, I don't even wear a lot of hair wax, like, at all. Sam, when you sprinted, did you, did you run out the house, then run back up the stairs?
0: <laughs> I don't even wear a lot of hair wax. It was just there. And, it like, as soon as I ran, it, like, blew out. Because I run so fast.
1: If if a wasp can get stuck in it, it's still quite a lot of hair wax, though.
0: I don't think it was actually stuck in it. I think it just liked the smell, if I'm honest. Yeah.
1: What smell is your hair wax? Uh, it
0: smells like hair wax, Scott.
2: Yeah, I'm just thinking most, most some hair waxes do have scents in them. So I thought maybe the wasp could have been attracted to us, the scent that you have. It
0: smells, um, if I had to describe it, well, it's a little sweet.
2: Yeah, that's probably why it, it might have been attracted yeah.
0: to it. yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's my stories about wasps. I hope you enjoyed them. I didn't. Um, it's wasps. Oh my
1: God. Oh, Nah, wasps. So, so, so Reuben, back, back to back your phobias. So, okay. no, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think now of what might have caused my phobia of wasps. But we've been talking about it, and we had a Wendy house outside like a like a like a little wooden house outside in the garden. Oh,
0: here comes the classic
1: story. Everyone has this. What? And there was a wasp nest in it. Yeah. Ex- yes. In the upstairs. Mine was my but, shed. Like, I saw the wasps crawling around in it, and it was horrible.
0: Oh, awful.
2: I had a wasp nest in a... Uh, we've got an air-raid shelter in the garden. and I was born hanging up in there, so that was scary. Why? Why what? Are you... Expecting any air raids? No, because we live in a we live in a very very old house. I think it was it was built just before one of the wars.
1: One of the wars. Okay, cool. So we've
2: still got an air raid shelter. We we've, we've got like a well, it's made of brick. That's very cool. So, but it, so it was used as like an outhouse, but it was used as a one of the air raid shelters during the war. Yeah. Instead of having a metal one, so we still got it there. We use it for storage now. That's so cool. It's all right to be honest. So is it underground? Is no, it's like buried. No, it's it's like a, it, it, it looks like a garage, but it's really old inside oh. and, and all
0: that. I thought you meant like one that they used to cover in soil. Like that would be awesome. What a bunker! Yeah, an air raid shelter. No, I'm not, it's
2: not one of them. Uh, not one of them.
1: No, it's like a a building one. Indeed. Okay. So that's wasps. Um, <laughs> just reading up on it. now. It's Wild. Yeah, this is definitely this is what I have. When it comes to the wasps.
0: (laughs) Hey, Ruben. Hey, Ruben. Yeah. What's the first phobia that you actually researched?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The first one I actually researched. This is more fun. Um, This is um, called Anatidaphobia. Say that again
2: Anatidaphobia. Anatidaphobia. Anatidaphobia, okay. Sam, what do you think? Um, Anatidaphobia. I've heard of this. I've heard of it. Well, I don't know what it
1: is. I don't think. Yes, it's quite a. A popular, obscure one.
2: Is it? Is it crazy?
1: Yeah, it's really crazy.
0: I want to say it's got something to do
1: with ducks. You would be correct.
2: Is it like? Is it like? Is it a fear of like a a duck looking at you or something like that, or just
1: being near you? It is. It's the fear that you are constantly being watched by a duck or goose. Get lost,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, how, how the hell did uh... I go from saying I don't know what that is to Sam suggesting that? google
1: and immediately you're like wait a second really (laughs) yeah yeah i mean granted they've got like beady little eyes but also um ducks and geese have the uh the the solid potential to be quite aggressive um seemingly needlessly so like if if a duck comes at you as a child not only is it potentially gonna have a bit of a nip at you the flapping of the wings and the size scott yeah have you ever had a goose hiss
2: at you a goose hiss. Like, have you ever had a goose hiss at you?
1: Like on campus, the Kennedy geese.
2: We're not, not necessarily hiss. They made a noise in my direction. What noise? I'm not doing an impression, so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh please. Not after the lizard person. Not the lizard. I've from... Please, Scott. Please. <laughs> right, right, Sam. I've already, I've already said long sleeve trousers. I've already said the Welsh town name. Can can you give me a break? please? (laughs) What what was that Welsh town name? Oh, no, not again. We're not doing that again. Oh, my God. Land of geese. I don't
1: know. Land of geese. Excellent. So who suffers from this then? Um, There wasn't much. Generally, like, children will have encountered... Um, a goose or a duck, and maybe they will have wandered too close to its ducklings or goslings or something, and the mama goose or duck will have tried to protect the young, and like made itself big with the wings and like made a loud noise at it, and because children are scared of loud noises, that will then have created a, a fear of ducks.
2: Okay, it's a territorial
1: thing that the ducks do then. Yeah, but at the same time, it's 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 further than just a fear of ducks. Um, it's the fear that it's watching you. So it's the fear that you've upset this duck, <laughs> and now they're after you, and they're just—I don't—I don't even know if it's a fear of a duck watching you in like a malicious way. I think it, it's just that a duck's looking at you, but like all the time, like the big duck in the sky. Yeah. Or like there's like you—you you, you could look out a window and this duck would just be like looking at you. Okay, that is pretty scary, to be fair. Yeah, like, if it happened, you would be terrified. Yeah. I think the reason that we would say it's irrational is because it's unlikely that you're going to look out the window at, like, three in the morning, and there's just going to be a duck <laughs> perched there <laughs> with a wasp <laughs> nest speak. its beak. Is this fear
2: specific for ducks, or is it animals in it's general? It's ducks and geese, is what the specific fear is. I've heard that
0: some people only, like, first establish this fear, because... The the ducks commonly do that on a full moon.
1: Ah, uh, yes, um, it's it, it's mixed in with the salinophobia I
2: mean, it's it, it's very creepy when you see a duck or a goose in a shopping trolley in a canal. I mean, uh, that's more likely. All wearing <laughs> long sleeve trousers.
1: Long long sleeve trousers on a duck
2: <laughs> in the long in the long Welsh town. <laughs> okay, a, a long Welsh town. Is
0: that a good band
1: name or not? Duck in long sleeve trousers. I <laughs> think <laughs> that might be my new EP. <laughs> yeah. So, ducks watching you. It's the thing that got the reason that I chose this one is that it's not just a fear of ducks, which you yeah, know, yeah is fair like... enough. It's the fear that somewhere a duck is what not not attack about to attack you, not like doing anything aggressive, just looking. <laughs> <laughs> and what could be worse? And what could be worse than a duck? Where's the um? Yeah, so it says what might be a laughing matter to people is um, not so to someone who's phobic. An phobia is one such phobia. A person suffering from this condition feels that somewhere in the world, a duck or a goose is watching them. Not attacking or touching, simply watching. It doesn't even have to be at their window. Like, yeah. it could be a duck in China. It's just, like, watching you over here. It's just watching you, yeah. The idea that, like, it's just, it's looking at you.
2: That, it's incredibly specific.
1: I'll give it that. It is. I like that, that I like specific. And yeah, it's like, it's because with it being a fear of being watched as well, maybe just a duck's not even, like, gone to protect its young or anything. It's just looked the wrong way at someone, and they have therefore developed a fear that, like, affects them in day-to-day life. The
0: thing is, though, as well, like, this is so oddly specific that for it to have, like, a searchable Google page, it must have happened to
1: more than one person. When I was looking at which uh, which phobias I wanted to talk about... I went on a um, fear of .net, which has a list of the hundred top phobias. Okay. And um, fear of ducks or fear of being watched by ducks is number 51. Really? Wow. It's it's surprisingly high. It's above sharks. Like, it's, above sh- <laughs> it's above sharks? It's above sharks. It's in between. Above it is a fear of buttons. And below it is the fear of fire. Really? Yeah. It's scarier than fire moths. General animals, ghosts, horses, the fear of pain. So, so hang on, so so what you're telling us is the
2: fear of being looked at by a duck or being watched by a duck is more is more common than a fear of fire and pain. According to this website. The world is a weird place, isn't it?
0: <laughs> the world is and as we know, everything you read on the internet is true.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As it's like, you know, I, I don't have any proof of this. But what 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 is
2: it that triggers it off? Well, like, it's obviously like we, in the in the past ones we have talked about. Each fear, most of the fears have had some level of post-traumatic stress involved with them.
0: I presume at some point a duck a duck has watched them.
1: Yeah, being watched by a duck and it's just really stuck with you is all that I can all that I can <clears throat> think of for it. it's like it's just the fear of being constantly watched by a duck. Mm. There we go. That's an utter day phobia.
2: Very, very good. Well, not very good, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> Next is um taphophobia. I'm gonna go with taphophobia, not tapas. Taphophobia. Taphophobia.
0: I know this one. I think.
2: Scott, do you want to guess first then? Uh, taphophobia. Um, some reason when I hear the word taff, I, for some reason I think like fabrics or something like that. So is it something to do? With, is it something to do with fabric?
0: So much, you reckon? This is the fear of
1: being buried alive, right? It's the fear of being buried alive. So it's nothing to do with fabric, right? (laughs) Nothing to do with fabric. Well, there could be fabric on the inside of a coffin. There there are a couple of things that I liked about this one. Um, Well, you know, not liked, but found interesting about this one. Taphos is um, the Greek word for a grave. Um, So it's the idea that you've been buried alive because people thought you were dead, and then you wake up in the coffin and can't get out. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah that's... <laughs> Which is, you know, it's... The only reason it's irrational is because it's unlikely, again. Phobia-worthy. Yeah. What I found interesting about this one is George Washington had really bad taphophobia. He was convinced, particularly when he was um, getting older, when he'd given up the presidency to John Adams and he'd uh, gone home, he was convinced that he was going to be buried alive. Yikes. And it was like a whole thing for him. Same with um, Hans Christian Andersen, who wrote um, like The Little Mermaid, originally. And uh, Tom Thumb, like, yeah. he, he was convinced that he was going to get buried alive, and he was terrified of it.
2: I mean, I, I understand that fear, because that, that would freak me out.
1: Yeah, it's... It, yeah.
2: It's one thing
0: to be freaked out, though, and it's another thing to actively be, like, convinced it's going to happen to you.
1: It's scary, the thought, but for it to be a phobia, for it to be so consuming that it affects someone's life in that way. Yeah. Gets me.
2: Can I ask, when you say buried alive, does it matter to the extent... Like if you're on a beach, for example, and you're lying in the sand, then your mates cover you with sand to look like you're buried. Is that does that class under this, or does it involve literally being put in a coffin and then covered up? If that makes sense. When I was
1: reading up on it, it said it, it was it was the fear of being buried six feet underground and not being able to get out. But um, it could potentially be triggered by that. Yeah, I suppose someone being buried like at the beach, like you know you mm-hmm. bury your dad.
2: I know it's not I know it's not a great example, but it's just like <laughs> just trying to figure out what would trigger something like that off in the first place.
1: Yeah, I'd have to watch up with something like that. There was a lot of um particularly in Victorian times was a lot of discussion of like people being raised from the dead and there were like there were stories of people being buried and then waking up and not being able to get out as like horror stories, which therefore caused a huge surge in Taphophobia.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Very interesting. These are, just, these are just some things that I that I find fascinating. <laughs> you find being alive, being buried alive fascinating, do you? <laughs> I find the, the the idea that George Washington specifically was convinced he was going to get buried alive when he, like, fought in wars.
0: Do you want to hear a fun fact, guys? Go on. Did you know that George Washington actually wrote the musical Company? Oh, no way.
1: And he enjoyed being alive, is that? Yeah. Where so, that came from
0: well, he enjoyed being buried alive.
2: So, so I've, I've got George Washington to blame, then
1: <laughs> I don't understand why you hate companies so much. Scott, well, it's just boring. Sorry, George, but... just boring. Wow,
2: that was a bit personal. Yeah, I thought so. Sorry, Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> oh, shout, shout out, out to, to Stephen, Stephen Sondheim if he's <laughs> <laughs> <That would> <laughs> I was funnier than the rest of them. <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoyed that one. <laughs> Just any time someone's name gets mentioned, you know what's going to be said straight after. Shout out to George Washington if he's, watching, if he's listening. <laughs> that's a bit far-fetched, mind. Yeah, that's very
1: true. Yeah, but Stephen Sondheim's really likely to be watching this. Sorry, listening. More likely than George Washington. No, only by a bit, though. I mean... A bit? <laughs> a, bit a
0: bit meaning one's bit. alive.
2: <laughs> one is alive. Next. <laughs> Sam, you sound like the worst audition panel on the planet. (laughs) Next,
1: next. Next. Thank you. Well, one one thing that I uh, that I was particularly again fascinated by. You know, Rafael Nadal. Not personally. I do know him. Yes. The tennis player. You're familiar with his work. He's um, a Spanish tennis player. Yeah, of course. Um, He suffers from a number of phobias, and among them. Losing at Wimbledon. Losing at the French Open. Would you like me to read you out? Um, It's eight different phobias that Rafael Nadal has. Go on. I would love to hear all of them. Try and figure out what they are. So, he has an irrational fear, which is astrophobia. What do you think that is? Fear of
2: asteroids?
1: Sound what do you reckon? Uh, something to do with space? Sort of. It's a fear It's a fear of thunder and lightning.
0: That's a rational fear, I'd say. Some people get struck. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd say
1: it's common enough. Yeah, you know. It's um, it's it again. It, it stems from, I'd imagine, this fear of loud noises that we have as baby. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and as well, like if you blink it back to mythology and stuff, like yeah, the the tales of of thunderstorms, there is plenty of them.
1: Yeah. Zeus getting angry and smiting people was like yeah, a big thing. Yeah. Next is Cynophobia, which is C Y N O Cynophobia.
2: Well, I think sino. I think sinuses. So is it a phobia of something to do with your sinuses or something like that, like blowing your nose or something? Something weird like that. So much reckon. Well, the start
0: is it's like Greek. Is it Greek or Latin? It's Greek usually. Yeah, it's at the usually start. Greek. Yeah. Sino. Um, no, I'm drawing a blank on this one.
1: Cynophobia is a fear of dogs. Oh, we were. Oh, I was okay. very far off. Sino was Greek for dog. Well, you know, your sign is in your nose, and dogs smell good, don't they? Well, they don't smell good, but they smell well. They're good at smelling.
0: Uh, (laughs) Ruben, you think dogs smell good. That's a little weird.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next up, um, see if you can get this one. Arachnophobia. Spiders. Hey! Spiders. Oh, spiders. It's spiders. Yeah, I'm scared of spiders. (laughs) I've never really got being scared of spiders. I think because they're dead little. I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's right. Then again, wasps.
2: Just spiders in general. I can't stand the pet. They literally paralyse me with fear. Oh no, paralysed. You mean, I mean, if I That's... see a spider in my room, I, ca- I ca- I'm literally frozen to the spot.
1: That's a symptom of the phobia.
2: Maybe you have it. you like if if because I feel tu- be like if I turn away from a spider and I turn back and it's gone, I don't know where it is now. I could be lying in bed and it could be crawling across my face.
0: That does happen with things when
2: you turn oh.
1: around and they're not there that you don't know
0: where they are. I know, but that's the thing yeah. that's the scary bit. That is the
1: scary bit. It's alright when you can see it, but if it vanishes you're like, is it gonna crawl on my neck?
0: So like, Scott, if we were like having a sleepover and you'd rolled over and then like ten minutes later you rolled back over and I was gone.
2: Yeah, that was that would panic me. But would you be paralysed with fear? Well well no, because you're not a spider. You've not got eight legs. You can't tell me what I am. Sorry, if you identify as a spider, Sam, in 2020, you can identify as a spider. I might. You never
1: know, and we would love you all the same.
0: Well, you wouldn't, because Scott hates spiders.
2: I- I'd be as at best.
1: Well, yes, yeah, Scott wouldn't, but I would. <laughs> Scott Scott would be paralysed with fear. So,
0: Rafael Nadal has
1: arachnophobia.
0: He's also scared of thunder and dogs. He's also got corcoranophobia,
1: which is a fear of helicopters. <laughs> Fear of heli. Well,
2: just don't go near a helicopter
1: then. Well, I mean, yeah, that's easy you if you're one of us. But he's on the dial.
2: Yeah, and
0: sometimes you can't help it if a helicopter comes to you. <laughs> that is true. He also
1: has um cyclophobia. Bikes. Yeah, bikes. Bikes. Hey, he has. Yeah. Yes, Sam. Well done. Why is he scared of bikes? I don't. It doesn't explain why.
2: It just says that he has them. What is it? Is it falling off them, or is it the moment- momentum of them? Or I.
1: Oh, moved. What time do you normally get fed, and what do I need to give
0: him? Five o'clock. One of the sashes <laughs> behind the bin. Sashes behind the bin. Sorry. 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 sorry, guys.
1: Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Are you okay? <laughs> yes. Is Ruben there? Ruben. That was me. Sorry, and then my internet went. Yes, he has cyclophobia and motorcyclophobia. Excellent. Do you know one for quad bikes? Um, I'd assume quad cyclophobia.
0: I have that. Do you? I'm That's not understandable. With that, yeah. son, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I feel yeah. that. I feel that that would make sense for you. You're, it's a very
0: understandable phobia for you. Yes, because I got hit by a quad bike. Remember? Yeah, we remember.
1: Yeah, we remember that. That time.
0: <laughs> How many episodes did it take for that to come up?
2: Six? Yeah. Six. Episode You've, six. Quite proud of myself. You've done well. Congratulations. I am proud of you for that
1: <laughs> Nadal also has um, acluophobia. That's what, sorry? Aclua. I've never heard it called this. I've not got a
0: clue what that is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I see aqua and I
1: think water. It's acclua rather than aqua. He's got acluophobia, which I'm used to knowing as nyctophobia, which is a fear of the dark and he also has thalassophobia which is a fear of the ocean. Ruben you're breaking up again mate. <laughs> I'm like oh this is this is what I'm talking about connection issues. We'll just let
0: him get these facts out on his end Scott.
1: Can you
2: I've I I have got my facts out. Can you can you hear me? You bre- you're breaking up more than like a bad relationship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay gang. Uh, I've got a plan. We're going to take a leaf out of X-Men books and we're just going to go from a clue and we'll just say it's like a, a shift in the universe and the timeline <laughs> and i promise you not a single person will even notice that we've done it brilliant and like from that point if we do like just go on as if nothing's happened well hey, we could even reuse jokes if we want to and not a single person will know and if they do then Confirmed this person. That's all I have to say on this <laughs> man.
1: um is fear of the dark. Wow, I didn't have a clue what that was. I, I didn't. <laughs> 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 and uh, phobophobia is um, a fear of the ocean. Okay, the ocean's pretty scary. And he has he has all eight of them. That's a lot of phobias for one man to handle. It's a lot of
0: phobias for one man to handle and be like tennis champion. Yeah, and he's still dead good at his tennis. Yeah, you'd think with all that on his mind. He might yeah. be a bit sidetracked. You'd imagine
1: so, but now he, um, he he copes very well. Rafael Nadal overcoming all of his phobias to become a tennis superstar. How sweet! And he lives with his parents. Brilliant. <laughs> isn't isn't that nice? Shout out to Rafael Nadal. If he
0: So, boys, I have a couple of phobias. Oh, okay. And I also picked one out that I think Scott might have.
2: Sure. Oh dear.
0: Okay. Well, my first actual legitimate phobia is—I probably will pronounce this wrong trypanophobia.
2: Oh, is it the—is it the fear of random holes or something like that? No. No. What am I thinking of then? Uh, I don't know. I know
1: what you're talking about. Um, it is. Uh, yeah. Trypophobia. Rather than trypanophobia.
2: That's uh, fair enough. No,
1: trypanophobia, I'm pretty sure, is needles.
0: It is needles and injections. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's fair.
0: Yeah. I I cannot. Do, like, even watching, like, in films when someone, like, injects themselves with something, I just, I cannot. I have to look away. You can You can't. Like, even, like, thinking about it now is just making, it's giving me goosebumps. Oh, man, that's sad. You know what's even sadder? What? what? My dream holiday is to go and see the pyramids and the Sphinx in Egypt. You
1: need... Oh, yeah, you've got to get jabs for that.
0: Yeah. I've wanted to do that since I was tiny, and you have to have so many jabs, and I just don't think I'll be able to do it.
1: What, what, what if they knocked you out first with, like, morphine?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'd be all right. You tried that gas and air stuff? That's really awesome. Yeah, we love Little Shop.
2: Sam, is it the fear of lo- the look of a needle, or the f- or the the impression that my needle gives on your own? Everything. Everything. There's like... Anytime I get an injection done, I always look away from the needle, and I don't, re- I don't notice it. I
0: look away, but then you know when you feel that sting, yeah. Then the image comes into my mind of it like going, I- <coughs> going into the skin, <laughs> <laughs> and oh no, let's move away from that. Um, Absolutely. I also, <laughs> I have another phobia that uh, that I only developed as of like two weeks ago, sure, and it's
1: called herpetophobia.
2: Herpetophobia.
0: Herpetophobia.
1: Well. Scott, do you want to go first? I feel like is it's it's not going to be a fear of um her pets, uh. But well, her herpeto- herpetology is is amphibians and snakes and stuff like that.
0: Ruben, you gave me this phobia.
1: <laughs> I gave you this phobia. Oh, because lizard people. It's a fear of reptiles. Yeah. yeah. And
0: just just to 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 put that on you, I don't actually have this phobia, guys. It was just for a jest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I
2: do have one that Scott might have. Sure. Is it um submechanophobia? Right. Let me let me let me guess before you even say it. Okay, go on then, go on then. Right, is it is it the fear of talking to women? <laughs> <laughs> fear- no, wait, there is actually one. Um <laughs> the- the- the fear of being, the fear of being rejected, the fear of not knowing what's going on. <laughs> it's not any uh, of them, Scott. Is it
1: not? Aphonphosmophobia is the fear of physical intimacy. Well,
2: I've, not, I've not got that fear. It's just, <laughs> is, is it a genuine? <laughs> so is, it, is it a genuine thing that you think I might be scared of, or is it just in jest? Uh, a little bit more. Oh God! All right.
0: I think you might be scared of it in an official capacity, but also not uh on a Scott on a night out capacity. Scotty Sue?
2: see? Is it to do, is it to do with like
0: bouncers? It's called chorophobia. chorophobia. It's the fear of dancing. Oh,
2: oh yeah for Okay. <laughs> I mean I mean I can I can I can do the drunk dance at a wedding. I just I
0: really enjoyed the word chorophobia. And I wish I'd known it three years ago when we started to learn about jazz dance technique. Yeah,
2: I think I've, I've had that fear for a long, long time. <laughs> I can't. I've, I've just kind of. I've just ripped into myself by making jokes about can't, can't talk to women. I know. I, wasn't yeah, about that. I was yeah. We've absolutely shredded dance. Scott for no
1: reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I shredded myself. So that pretty much wraps us up there we go uh, in terms of phobias that was a really good chat guys I feel like I've learnt a lot I feel like I've I've had fun and I feel like the most important part we've bullied Scott a little
1: yeah
2: yeah
0: which is always <laughs> the most fun part why
2: have I agreed to that <laughs> 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 we bullied Scott yay, yay! <laughs> yes lads well <laughs> ad- I've yeah I love you guys. <laughs> like... Aw, thanks, Scott. Aw, goals. That was in jest. <laughs> wow, okay.
0: Rude. <laughs> you bullied me. So, I've been having a little thinky,
2: thinky, thinky. Oh, God, it's a new theme, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah it is. is a it's going next
0: week. Hey, drum roll. And I was thinking that one of your suggestions, Scott, Oh, God. might be a good one. Right. And I think that I will assign for the next little three-parter of podcasts from us is going to be about unpopular opinions. Ooh. Ooh, I'm not sure I have any. A little more personal, and if you feel like you don't have any enough to talk about, then we can just talk about other people's. Yeah, all right. Because
1: that's what we do best. You know, there's this guy called David Icke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> can I make a suggestion, though? Please do. Can we... Can we not make them to do with political stuff or <laughs> proper serious topics?
1: Yeah, can it be like um, foods and stuff like that?
2: Like, oh, I think this TV show is overrated. For example, yeah, They're yeah, talking about oh, lizard people are real.
0: Well, I mean, that was pretty funny. That's the height of politics yeah, for you, funny, isn't it? Scott? Yeah, but. I have a lot about Lizard People. <laughs> the thing is, though, if I turned up and was like, hey, guys, my unpopular opinion is that I think Lizard People are real, then we'd literally just be remaking Podcast One. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think... So here's how it'll work slightly differently, okay? So each of us, we can say, like, during this the, the next week, um, let each other know about what our unpopular opinion is, okay? Mm-hmm. And we don't have to go into any details... Like, say, for example, like, Scott, one of your examples is, I like this TV series which is famously bad. Okay? Yeah. That's all you need to say. The other two can then do a bit of research and find out for themselves why that isn't an actual unpopular opinion. That way, the conversation uh, is going to have knowledge on your silly for thinking that's good, if that makes sense. Okay. Because I feel like without having someone there to with with the same... Sort of agreement as the majority, it'll be less of a debate and and it'll be a roast. It'll be a roast, and that way we can actually see how persuasive the person is when talking about their unpopular opinion. Yeah, can do. Yeah, works for me. Fine by me. Okay. Well, in that case, that wraps us up here today. I hope that everyone has enjoyed us rambling on about phobias and has perhaps, for the first time on the podcast, learned something. Ooh. I will not go that far. Maybe <laughs> so not.
2: Lear- you've learned that I can say the Welsh town. That's all. We've learned
0: that Scott has a phobia of shopping
1: trolleys. Right, hang on. We've got like, submerged shopping trolleys. <laughs> Backtrack a bit, some.
0: We- we've learned that when Scott was younger, he used to wear long-sleeved trousers. <laughs> long-sleeved trousers. And we've also learned that Ruben is terrified that a duck is watching him at all times. This is a mighty... Farewell from Scott Copeland. See you guys. <laughs> Thanks for watching. And this is a half hearted goodbye from Reuben Austin, the cyborg. In a bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Delight that. That's how uh, that's how Liam Gallagher <laughs> ended his sets at Glastonbury last year. <laughs> Bye.
2: See you, suckers.
0: And as usual, it's not goodbye from me. This is see you later on the next episode of Face for Radio. Thanks for watching, guys. See ya.
2: Hello all back again to see you off. Uh,
0: I hope you enjoyed our final episode about phobias. It's been a blast and I know a lot of you have been enjoying it. So thank you for all your feedback as usual. If you have found your way through the conversation despite the clunkiness of the internet and do have some complaints for us, you know as well as I do there is only one man to blame and that's Mr. David Icke. I can't wait to see you for our next chat about unpopular opinions on the next episode of Face Radio. Bye, guys.